0: Let us stand open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which you have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have held, handled, of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested in us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that, ye may also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as light as is, he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son cleanses us from all sins. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and, have, and truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we have made him a liar, and his word is not in us. John is writing to save people this morning. The problem that John had in his day uh, is writing to the lost people is the same problem we have today in which we live. It's found in verse 6. This problem is found in verse 6. Uh, it is, it, it's, one, it's, it's found in the fact that we say one thing but live and walk another way. We, we, say, we say we're say here, but yet our lives don't match up. Our lives don't line up with what we say we are. You notice that he said this three times. If we say, if we say, if we say all three things that uh, says are, are lies, I know that nobody wants to act like they got their halo off this morning, but let me just say, won't you just go ahead and tilt it over a little bit on your horns this morning and let's be truth with each other. Let's just have some truth this morning. We've all done some things that we should regret. We've all done some things since being saved that we need to ask God's forgiveness. Amen. And we all say that we are serving God, love God, but our walk does not line up with our talk this morning. Something's wrong here. Something's not right here. The problem is, don't miss this, in verse number 6. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie not the truth. The problem is their talk don't line up with their walk. The things that one say one thing and do another thing, their life is lived totally a different thing than what they say. They're walking in something different than what they say they are this morning. They say one thing with their lips, but their lives are totally something eternally, entirely different this morning. And I'm talking about saved people this morning. I'm talking about those who claim to know the name of Jesus Christ, washed in the blood, been to the Calvary, been touched. I'm talking about saved people this morning. And John says, if we, he lumps himself into this whole category. He says, he, he says, he's talking about people that have been born again and have been saved and they're saying one thing, but they're doing something totally opposite what they say. Preaching on this morning, on this thought, and I, I, I pray that it'll help you this morning. I, I pray that it'll move you. Is your walk lining up with your talk this morning? That's what John is trying to tell us this morning. He's trying to get out of us this morning. That's the whole point of this. From from verse 6, all the way down to 10, John is trying to get this practical daily walk lined up with what we say we are this morning. I've always heard if you're going to talk the talk, you must walk the walk. I've heard that all my life. What goes uh, for anything in life, especially a child of God, you're going to have to talk the talk and walk the walk this morning. I I don't believe there's anything more damaging to the cause of God, for the cause of Christ. I I don't believe there's anything more damaging to lost people trying to get what you got and, and trying to get right with God than watching a Christian who says, I love God, I know God, I am saved, I go to church, but yet their walk does not line up what they say they are this morning. Their lives don't don't match up. Doesn't match up with their conduct, doesn't match up with their attitude. The things that enjoy is totally contrary to what God said. They talk a talk. They talk a real good talk. But you need to walk the walk the same way. I see a whole lot of things today. But I see very little walking today. God is interested in seeing you do do some walking today. God wants to see you walk what you say you are. He said in verse 6, uh, if you say you have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and not the truth. Why is that a lie? Why is that a lie? If we walk in darkness because he said it in verse number 5, God is light and in him is no darkness God is light and in him there's no darkness. In other words, if you're going to have to fellowship and walk with God, you've got to get where God is this morning. Amen. You've got to move because let me just say this. Uh, let me just give you a news update. God is not going to move. Uh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is not going to move. You've got to move. You've got to get to the light. Here's the help, though. I, I, this this right on my mind early this morning. I want you to get this. We're in darkness. We're, we're in darkness. There, there's the light. The problem is this morning that Christians who say they're bought by the blood, who's been washed by the blood, they say they're walking with God, yet they're in the darkness yelling, I love God. I serve God. Well, if you love God and serve God, why ain't you in the light with Him? Amen. Amen. Come on now we got too many Christians that's living out in the darkness yelling they want to be in the light. I, I serve God. I'm worshiping God. I go to church. I read my Bible. But yet they're living in the darkness that's right here today. Thank you. You, you cannot have fellowship with God sitting in darkness just because you yell, I serve God. I love God. you got to get to where the light is this morning, like I said. He ain't going to move. He's staying right where he's at. So if God's not going to move, somebody's got to move. And it's us. We've got to move this morning. I I love this. I love this. If I'm in the light, I'm fellowshipping with God. Bible says if you're in the light, the light's in you. If you're in Him, He's in you. Amen. I'm fellowship with God. I'm serving God. And if I'm in the light, I'm standing in the light, all I'm worried about he, what He's doing and what He likes. I'm with Him. I don't see the darkness. I don't see what you're doing. In fact, while I'm with Him, all I care about is what He thinks about me. So that while I'm walking around in this world, While I'm in this world, I can carry that light with me. Everywhere I go, that light goes with me. I I, I, I can't lay it down because it's part of me. I can't set it down and walk away. No, because it's part of me. The light is in me. And the light should be in you. But I cannot sit in darkness and say, I love Jesus. I love God. And be in the darkness. That's the problem with a lot of Christians today. Your walk don't line up with your talk this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, preacher, you shouldn't be yelling at me like that. I'm trying to get your attention this morning. I, I, I'm trying to get you right. You can come back on. I got my light. I don't need another one. We, we, our walk doesn't line up with our talk this morning. We, we say one thing and we totally act a different way this morning. And that's that's the problem. John in his day had that problem. Christians saying they're Christians, but yet to, they're living like the devil. It's the same problem today. That problem has not changed. We got Christians claiming to be. I'm not being cynical. I'm just trying to wake people up. That day, there's a day coming that you're going to be judged. I want you to be ready. I, I want your life to be ready. I, if he is the light. Paul said, if any man love God, the same is known of him. In other words, if you really love God, people will know. People will know. They're going to know that you love God. They're going to know that you're walking in light. They know that you're serving Him. Hey, if you say you love God, the same is known to Him. You can't be down at the bars. You can't be down on the streets. Uh, I love God. I don't want to do anything to hurt God. When I learned that, I said, You know what? I can't say this and walk with God. I can't wear this and walk with God. I can't think this and walk with God. Because he's the light. So how how do we line up our walk with our talk? The Bible says the people draw nigh unto me, me with their mouth. And honor me with their lips, but their heart. Far from me. So how do we do that? How do we talk the talk and walk the walk? So how do we line up our, our, our t- walk with our, our talk? I believe God wants both. Not only your talk, but I also believe God wants your walk. And we can find it in our text this morning. Look at your text. Look at your text. Look at your Bible. Verse number 3. There there must be a desire for fellowship with God. There there must be a desire. Verse number three, That which you have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. Look at verse number six. If we say we have fellowship with Him, Verse number 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Four different times John mentions fellowship, 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 fellowship. Do you know what God wants? He wants to have fellowship. But according to the Bible, it's impossible for God to have fellowship with you and I that are walking in uh, your life in the dark this morning. You sitting here and you were in the darkness this morning, don't tell me you have fellowship with God, because it's impossible for somebody in the darkness to have fellowship with light. God is not to walk around and He's not going to walk out of the light. You and I have got to get to the light. Listen to what, what I'm about to tell you. Fellowship depends on your desire to have fellowship with God. He wants fellowship. He wants you in the same place he's at. He's in the light. He's not going to move. So the onus falls on us. Falls on you and I. This morning we've got to get to where he is. He's not going to move. He's the same yesterday and day and forever. He's not going to move. And if I want fellowship with God, if I want to be what I say I am, I got to get to where God is. I mean, listen: Do you have a desire to have fellowship with God? Most people want fellowship with God. I, I, I mean, true, close fellowship with God, because if they fellowship with God. They have got to get into the light. You know what the light means. You know what the light does. The reason why a lot of people don't want to be fellowship with God, they don't want to get close to God. The reason why they don't, because you know what light does. Light exposes you. Light will expose some things in your life. <laughs> I, I don't want to get close to God because there, there's things in my life that I should not have but I kind of desire that thing. I, I kind of put my arms around that thing. I kind of hold on to that thing and I know if I get too close to God it's going to expose me for what I am. And when you're in the light the world's watching you. The world's watching you. I'm a Christian. I serve God. I go to church. I read my Bible daily. I walk with God. I love God. I'm a witness for God. I'm a a man of God. And yet, if my life don't man up to what I say it is, the world looks at me. That's the reason why people don't want to get in the light. Light will expose your flaws and your failures, and your sins. The definition of fellowship, to have an association or a common ground where you and somebody else have a commonality. For really enjoy fellowship with somebody, you've got to have something in common with them. Listen, you have friends uh, that you have something in common with and they have friends that they have something in common with and they can enjoy that fellowship with each other. I, I, I'm, I'm a tired military. I am a veteran veteran sitting right there. It's easy for us to have fellowship because we have something in common. Every time I see somebody walking down at Walmart or one of those stores got a... a, a I'm retired or military on their hats. I stop them. I ask them, What'd you serve in? Where'd you go? What'd you do? And we start talking. We, can, we have that fellowship. We have that commonality because we both have served uh, and the same thing with God. God wants to have that commonality with you and I that we got to love God and serve God and have that same fellowship with God. But the question I want to ask you this morning. Don't miss this. The question I want to ask you this morning do you have anything in common with God? Whoop. Do you have anything in common with God? We have fellowship with one another. So you and God have anything in common. Let me give you this update. God is not going to start liking the things that you like. Let me say that again. I don't think everybody got that one. God is not going to start liking the things that you like. In order for you to have something in fellowship in common with God, then you're going to have to start liking the things that God likes. Amen. If you want to be in that that light with God, in that that fellowship with God, and you want people to know that what you say you say and your walk is what you walk, then you've got to have something in common with God. You've got to have that desire for fellowship with God. You've got to look for that closeness with God. Do you have anything in common with God? God help us where we are Christians and we're only interested in rules and regulations and not having a fellowship with God. And when we start having fellowship with God, that means we start conforming to what He wants. That, that means we take this, we take this, and we take this right here and say, Lord, I, I, I read your Bible. You don't like this, so in order me to me have fellowship with you, I can't like that either. Lord, uh, I, I read your Bible, and you said uh, I, I have to walk this way, then I, I have to have walk that way and have fellowship with you. Lord, I, I, I read your standards. I read your, your, your laws, and I read your statutes, uh, and if I want to have fellowship with you, then i got to apply them to my life. But Lord, let me tell you what, too many of us throw it down I don't want that I don't want that I, I think the problem with a lot of us today a lot of us just want to be known as Christians amen a lot of, <laughs> you go out on the highways and byways and you go uptown you go to the stores you go everywhere you go are you a Christian You love God? Oh, yeah. You're going to heaven? Oh, yeah. Why are you walking with that six pack in your cart? Why is there a case of beer in your cart? Why do you talk like that? The worst thing I have, and I, I hate this worse than anything else. Somebody tell me they're a Christian, and every other word comes out of our mouth. It's nothing but filth. Filth. And I'm talking about women. I think they were in the Navy because they cuss like a sailor. And, and I get on them. Why, why are you saying that? A woman should you shouldn't be saying, it, and no man should say those things either. Just let me say that. But it's hard to convince me that you are a Christian when you say I'm a Christian, but you're, you're walking totally opposite of what God is. There must be a desire for fellowship in your life with God, you must get to the light. Like I said, I don't want to hurt him. I I know if I say this, uh, I I won't have fellowship with him. I think this, I won't have fellowship with him. I wear this, I won't have fellowship. I go to this place, I won't have fellowship. I I don't want to break that fellowship with God. If you're going to line up your walk with your talk, there's got to be a desire to have fellowship with God. Listen to this. Not only does it have to be a desire for fellowship with God, there there must be a diagnosis with our flaws and our failures. Can I say it the way the Bible says? We have to diagnose our sins. We want to line up our walk with our talk. Look at verse number 7. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses from all sins. Look at verse number 8. If we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. That's the problem with the world today. That's the problem with Christians today. We have deceived ourselves that we are no sin. We think that once we got saved, we got born again, I, I got no sin. Let me just tell you this. Just give me your little use update. You've sinned since you got saved. Amen. Take that halo off because the horns are getting ready to pop out. You have sinned since you've got saved. He said, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Look at verse number 10. If we say we have not sinned, we made him a liar, and his word is not in us. He said, if you're going to line up your walk with your talk, then you have to stop and have a willful Denial of flaws and failures and sins in your life. In verse number eight, they said they had no sins. They deceived themselves. Verse number 10, they said they had no sins and made God a liar and he is not found in them. You know how the world are going to line up with our walk and their talk. You've got to have an honest diagnosis with yourself and with your sin in your life. I'm curious. Not ask the question, not to raise your hand. But when was the last time you had a personal diagnosis of something in your life that is hindering you? Your walk with God. Lining up your talk with your walk. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, well, it's been months, something wrong with you. If you've got to go back weeks or months, mark it down, you're not in the light. You're in the dark somewhere. It's gotta be a daily diagnosis of your sins, your failures, and your flaws. You can't let a day go by. I get up in the morning and say, Lord, help me to walk the way I need to walk. Help me to talk the way I need to talk. But let me just say this. I am still flesh. I still make mistakes. So every day I say, Lord, if there's anything that I've done, if there's anything I said, if there's anything I thought, I need you to bring it to light and get rid of it. There's got to be a daily diagnosis of your sins this morning. it has got to be a regular basis. Diagnosis. Lord, that ain't right. I'm sorry. I'll get that out. Lord, I did that wrong. I'm sorry. It's a regular diagnosis of what's going on in your life. An honest look of comparing our lives with the truth of the Word of God. You may, you may ask, what is a standard that gives our diagnosis of the sin in our life? I'm glad you asked that question. It's not what I think, it's not what you think. It's what God thinks, it's what He thinks, it's what He says. It's what He says is that counts. That's what counts. He gives us the daily standards. That's not right. Don't do it. That's wrong. Don't do it. You don't know how to have a regular diagnosis of your problems. The Bible is a diagnostic machine, and you got to. Get regularly plugged into this thing. You got, you getting these new, anybody got these new, new cars? I hate these things. I hate them. You get a little warning light on your car. Something's wrong somewhere. Then back when I was a young guy, you could pop the hood and crawl over in the engine with it. Figure it out sooner or later. You could have enough shade tree mechanics running around there that could fix whatever was wrong with your car, and, and you could get it running. But now you got a car, you got to run it up to these places. Say something wrong with my car. So what they do? They take this diagnose machine, diagnostics machine, and they plug it in your car. And it runs through your car, throughout your car, everywhere in your car. Your lights, your brakes, your mirrors, your windshield wipers, how many people have been sitting in your car and all this good stuff. It runs a diagnostic test on your car. And it tells you exactly what's wrong and where it's wrong at. And nine times out of ten, if you fix that, that solves the problem. Can I tell you, the Bible is our diagnostic machine. (laughs) You got... (laughs) You've got to get daily plugged into this thing and let God get through with you. Let God go through your life. And God says, hey, there's something wrong. There's something wrong there. It needs to be fixed, and God's going to point it out to you. You know what's bad? Verse 8. There are those that say we have no sin. And then it says, we deceive ourselves. Self deception. Is running rampant in the Baptist churches today. I'm not talking about the devil deceiving you. I'm talking about you deceiving yourself into thinking there's nothing wrong in my life. Everything's right in my life. And the devil don't. You know what? We give the credit credit to the devil more than he deserves. We We got more than one enemy. We got more than one enemy. We give the credit to the devil. We deceive ourselves. There's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. There's nothing wrong where I'm going. There's nothing wrong with what I'm saying. We deceive ourselves. That, hey, that is, it's all right. It's not, it's not nothing wrong how I act. I've seen some people act crazy. No, you, you, say, you say you act that way. You're not in the light. oh no, you're in the darkness. You're not in the light, you're in the darkness. And the problem is we don't look nothing like the light. When's the last time you, you honestly, let me just say this, the world cannot diagnose sin, and yet we take the world's standard. They say, hey, this is what I believe, and we accept it and we run with it. The way the world diagnoses sin is they, they turn to evolution. The diagnosis for evolution with sin is this man is going to end up going up, and sin isn't even real. There's no such thing as sin. Evolution says no such thing And then they turn to education. And they say, education diagnosed sin for us. Education said, man can be taught and learned to live above sin. Then they turn to science. And science says we'll we'll solve all nature's problems. And you can live without sin. Then they turn to psychology. And psychology says, just focus on you. Have a positive. <laughs> have a positive energy about yourself. And don't ever feel guilty or let anyone else make you feel guilty about who you, what you do. And then we turn to religion. and Religion says do enough good deeds and practice in religious formalities that you finally earn God's forgiveness. And everything will be okay. That's where we live at today in this world. That's what people are holding on to. Hoping and praying that everything's good. They're not doing it the right way. Jesus says, I am the only way. I am the truth of light. I am the door. There's no other way. You can't get by science. You can't get by education, psychology, and this so called religion. You can't get there, but the world is holding on to it. Amen. There is a benefit of walking in the light with him. You see your sins constantly you're walking in the light with him you'll see it because you're in the light and he's in the light and you're constantly measuring yourself against him somebody that's a whole lot better than you are because he's in the light with you if you're trying to align your walk up with your talk you'll regularly be doing a self-diagnosis of your flaws your sins and your failures and if you're not you are in constant self deception. There's got to be a desire for fellowship. There must be a diagnosis in your life. There must be a declaration of forgiveness. Verse number seven But if we walk in the light and He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ's Son cleanses us from all sins. And this is how we enact that. How do we get that cleansing in verse number 10? If we confess. You know that's admitting to God that you're wrong. If we confess. God ain't got to confess nothing. God is pure. God is innocent. God, God has not confessed anything. But God said if we confess. If we confess our sins. is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, now, Now listen, don't miss this. Don't miss this. Cleansing hinges on confession. You want to be cleansed as a Christian? And I'm not talking about getting saved. That's something totally different. As a Christian, you want to get cleansed. It hinges on you confessing no confession, no cleansing your fellowship gets messed up when you don't do what you know to do and how to get that fellowship back is we confess what is wrong in our lives God forgives us and that fellowship is restored but he hinges on the confession if I want to line up my walk with my talk There must be a regular declaration to God that I am sorry. Lord, I know and you know. Yes, I did it. What I say and what I thought is not right. I'm not going to beat it around the bush. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm going to name it. The problem is Christians like to rename sin. We like to give it a different name. try to take the the sting off of it. An alcoholic is a drunk. But now they say they got a disease. Do you realize realize this? There is no cure for an alcoholic. There's no cure for it. So why would you say it's a disease if there's no cure for it? The only way to get rid of it is come to him. Let him cleanse you. He can get rid of anything. He can make you whole again. I I know alcoholics that that stumbled in the ditches, that walked in the ditches. God got a hold of it, and now they're right with God. They don't don't go back to that stuff. They stay away from that stuff. But they'll tell you there's no cure for being an alcoholic except for Jesus, not a disease. See, we we try alternative lifestyle. I love that one. Do you know I got an alternative lifestyle? I do. I was born in flesh. I was rotten from the day I was born. I was on my way to hell, but I got an alternative life. I'm going to heaven. It's by Jesus Christ. See, we rename sin to take the sting off of it. Sin is sin. It's still sin. No matter what you call it, it's still sin. You got, you got to have that confession to cleanse yourself. Your fellowship gets messed up. Why does he forgive us if we confess it? Because he wants to stay in fellowship with you. He doesn't want us out in the darkness. He wants to fellowship with you and I. And I, 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 let me say this. He wants to fellowship with you more than you want to fellowship with him. Amen. I, I believe that. So when we start out straying and get off into the darkness, he forgives us because he wants to have that fellowship with you and I. In fact, that's what man was created for to have fellowship with God. So we've got to have fellowship. There must be a desire for fellowship. There's got to be a daily diagnosis of the things that's in your life that should not be there. Things that hindering your walk with God. Then there has to be a declaration for forgiveness, Lord. I, I made a mistake. I, I, I know it. I'm not going to beat around a bush this is what I did. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And the good news is, in chapter 2, he said, My little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. You're going to sin and you will sin. My little children, these things write unto you, that, if you any, that you sin not. And if any man sin, you will sin. You have an advocate, the Father, Amen. Jesus Christ, the righteous. When we do mess up, we've got somebody that stands with us, that stands inside of us, and says, Hey, I'll get you through it. right. I'll make it right. I'll save you. I- I'm just curious. Is your walk lining up with your talk this morning? Or do you talk like a big Christian, this big Christian game, but walk very little of it? walk very little of it I want our church to be known not just somebody who talks it but we walk it we live it it's real it's not fake it's not phony we want to talk and shout and I love shouting I love boy if you start shouting I'll just get crazy in here I'm telling you I love it it's real everything about God is real but is your walk lining up with your talk this morning? Are you, say, are you who you say you are? And, and let me just say this, and I'm done. For the most part, we've learned how to deceive ourselves and fellow men. I, I've been in church an awful long time and I've seen those come and shout the praises of God and say, Lord, I love God. I serve God to go to the altar and cry and shed tears. I'm saved. And walk out that door to never come back. We've learned how to say that. We've learned how to mimic that. But you say it, my walk with God is this. You may fool me. And I may fool you, but you'll never fool him. Too many Christians are sitting in the dark. I love Jesus. I serve Jesus. I walk with Jesus. Then you need to get in the light. You need to get yourself in the light. Like I said, he's not going to move. The light is where the light is, and it's it's not going to move. It's not going to move. The onus is on you and I. We've got to move.